people are going to a podcast to hear a particular voice, mm-hmm. to learn about a particular thing, to hear or experience a different opinion. I think it's one of the few groups of media where you can literally be you. Podcast Junkies, episode 159. Hello, hello. Is it me you're looking for? Because I wonder if you're podcasting and that's about the extent of my final achievement. <laughs> uh, dedication. Uh, welcome back. This is Podcast Junkies and I'm Harry Duran. And if you're new to this show, then every week I try to do something a little bit different to mix it up. To be entertaining, it's 159 episodes, right? I got to do something. And regular listeners will hopefully have a smile on their face because I'm just trying to ensure that they're continuing to enjoy this show, continuing to get value from what is provided here week over week. And I just, I just, I'm on the the search. I'm on the prowl for engaging podcasters. Uh, I'm excited at this next wave of podcast conferences that are coming up. PodFest is going to be in Florida in uh, February, and then um, a couple of other conferences. I'm going to um, Traffic and Conversion, which is more for the business side in San Diego, and followed by um, Social Media Marketing World, uh, which um, I I happened to end up um, a recipient of a a registration ticket, courtesy of a, a really good friend. So I'm really excited about that as well. I've never been to Social Media Marketing World. So if you are going to be there, uh, please let me know because I'm going to put the feelers out uh, for folks. It's going to be at the end of this month. And then after that, I'm headed off to the Conscious Media Festival in Austin, Texas. So if you're going to be in any one of those areas, San Diego and and Austin, please let me know. I'd love to meet up with you to the extent that uh, we can make it happen. I'd I'd be so, so happy to do that. If you missed last week's episode, then we had a really good conversation with Karen Yankovic, and we we just have that same vibe of like that sort of like that Northeast East Coast vibe, and we just speak our mind. And we met at MapCon. She's the host of uh, Good Girls Get Rich podcast, and we just sort of jammed out for a while. She's got so much insight, uh, especially about LinkedIn. I know a lot of podcasters don't think a lot about. Um, their presence on LinkedIn, but one of the one of the key things that you should be doing as a podcaster is when you know when when you've had enough episodes in the can and you've got enough under your belt, so to speak, then by all means you should feel like you should be able to update to your LinkedIn profile that you are a host of said podcast, whatever your podcast is. So for mine, it says host of podcast junkies. So just something to keep in mind. I know I'm talking to a lot of podcasters here to think about those sorts of things this week. We have the pleasure of speaking with someone else who I can jam out on when it comes to DJing. Regular listeners will know that I love doing that. And Mary Nichols, aka DJ Fusion, host of Fusebox Radio, is no exception. Really reminiscing about old school sort of stuff. Um, I'm still, the jury's still out because, you know, there's the episode that you're going to hear in a couple of seconds. Uh, but there's also the enhanced version that has a lot of like uh, music and, and samples of things that we mentioned that is still in the works. You'll hear me mention it and talk about it. And so make sure um, you let me know if you think that's something I should put some time into. I've got so many projects in motion right now. I can't even think about adding something like that, but it's really enticing because it's the type of stuff that really makes me happy. But in this specific interview, 
We talk about with Mary about uh, recounting the story of when she first stepped into a radio station. It was a while ago, which is why she's officially OG, old school uh, podcaster. When you hear the dates that she's been doing this for a while, we talk about the format of her show, our mutual love of DJing, as I mentioned, and uh, the origin story, right? Every superhero has an origin story. And I ask her about hers as it relates to DJ Fusion. This episode is brought to you by Podbean. Did you know that with Podbean, you can create professional podcasts in minutes? It's really simple platform to use, super user-friendly. They allow you to upload, publish, manage, promote your podcast, all with just the click of a mouse. They've got a great stats page, so you always know exactly how your podcasts are performing, and they give you in-depth view of your audience. You get to see episodes, and you get to see trends as well. It's really all the features you need for starting a podcast, website builder, unlimited storage and bandwidth, search engine optimized. You get your own domain and branding if you so desire, uh, iTunes and Play Store support, and rock solid cloud hosting. They've got incredibly reasonable pricing plans starting at $9 a month for unlimited audio. And one of the the good things about it that not a lot of people realize uh, is for... Uh, video podcasts, they also offer unlimited uh, podcast hosting for video podcasts at a very reasonable $29 a month, which is something we're looking into for our clients as well. So look into those two options. If you get a chance, head on over to podbean.com slash podcast junkies. As I mentioned, I'm really excited about a lot of the opportunities that are coming up to reconnect with some of my old friends at some of these podcasting conferences. And uh, one of my favorites, one of the ones that I've been to from the very beginning is Podcast Movement. Podcast Movement is this July 23rd through the 26th, and it's going to be in Philadelphia. It's interesting because Philadelphia is, is the capital of, um, of, I guess what you would call freedom because of the Liberty Bell. I've been there. I believe it has one of the oldest paved roads in America, which I think is is fascinating. And so it's been an interesting journey with the podcast movement team. It's been so exciting to see what they've been doing over the past four and a half years. This year in Philadelphia will be year number five, and I'll be so happy to have my five-year ribbon because I've been there from the beginning. And it's the first time I think I can say that about any conference that I've been to. And it's just I love how it's turned into the world's largest gathering of new and veteran podcasters. 2,000 podcasters from around the world. It's going to be over 100 sessions. Even the Expo Hall itself features over 60 podcast service and equipment providers. So whatever you're in the market for, if it's podcasting related, you're going to find it there. I think it's going to be so great. Uh, every year they keep outdoing themselves. I have so many fond memories of the conference as well. Uh, as jam-packed as these sessions are, some of these hallway conversations are priceless. I make it a point to print out uh, and and get printed, sorry, my t-shirts uh, because I, I want to make uh, an impression. And now people are expecting that year over year. So it's something I have to keep delivering on. So head on over to podcastmovement.com. And use coupon code podcast junkies when you register to ensure you get your discount for this year's upcoming event. I hope to see you. I'll be in the bright yellow t-shirt. So please be on the lookout for me. So as always, lots to cover. Make sure you stay to the end of the episode where I reveal this week's retention hashtag. But for now, enjoy my conversation with Mary. So Mary Nichols, aka DJ Fusion, host of Fusebox Radio. Thank you so much for joining us on Podcast Junkies. Hey, thank you for having me. We had a little technical difficulty getting on today, but but we made it. We made it here. Oh man, yeah, it was it was a uh, yeah, strange because a lot there's so many moving parts and this is the interesting thing about podcasters, like even just the podcasting itself if you were in a room recording into like a tape recorder, you still got to at some point 
communicate with other people in the outside world um and that's where mm-hmm. so many moving parts is it is it I can hear you, you can hear me, I can see you, you can't see me. Uh, and exactly. Is something wrong with the internet connection? And it, I can see how people would get discouraged. Oh, yeah, definitely. You can sit here like, I literally just plugged in a few things, my internet's working, there should be no problems. And then that's, of course, when problems happen. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. We, we won over, we done made yeah, it. Yeah, we did. But you're, you're no um, Luddite, and you're definitely not afraid of technology. You've been, uh, if, if I have the numbers right, you've been in radio for 19 years? Um, yep, 19 years. April 2018 will be 20, which feels crazy. And um, Podomatic made me feel old, sending me an email earlier this year saying, um, we've been podcasting the show for 11. So, wow. yeah, like, yeah, it's one of those things that, you know, that time does stereotypically fly by. Yeah. But it's like, damn, time really has flown by. Like a big part of my life has been being a part of some type of independent media and um, blending it with technology. So um, that's pretty cool. Can you tell me a story about the first time you stepped into uh, a radio station or a radio booth? Sure. Um, when I was in college, was when I actually got into all of this, there was a meeting. You know how they had like student organization meetings and stuff. Yeah. And my dorm was like literally across the street from the radio station. So I was like, huh, that sounds interesting. Let me see what's going on. You know, you walk in. And I had listened to different shows on there before, and I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. It's kind of freeform style. It's still kind of that way right now. And, you know, shout out to Rutgers University Radio. And um, I was involved with the music department for a minute, which is pretty much for me, besides just loving music and being able to check stuff out to put into the radio show stations um, archives for DJs to use. It was also like, wow, I get free music, too, since um I'm going to be 39 soon. This mm-hmm. might age me for some of the, you know, younger heads. It was like, wow, you get, they get to send you CDs and, you know, <laughs> vinyl and other stuff. And I don't got to buy it. And we yeah. get extra copies. And, oh, my God, this is wonderful. And um, through the station, I met my mentor. Um, shout out to Mr. Alvin Fair. And I was actually um, co-hosting on his show for a minute while I was um, getting able to learn the ropes in the station. And they ended up giving me a midnight to 2 a.m. slot. And I think they really didn't think I was going to stick with it too long. But again, my dorm was literally across the street. So I could do my work, um, study, whatever else, do that show, come back and rest my head for whatever else I had to do, even if I had an early class. Mm -hmm. So I stuck with that throughout my college period and for um, a good amount of years afterwards when I lived in New Jersey at the time, I'm currently in the D.C. metro area now. And around those times after a few years was when podcasting came about um one of my fellow djs was talking about hey have you heard about this thing called podcasting and for me i was like oh it's another way for people to listen to the show beyond the new york new jersey metro area i was currently based in and i was like oh that sounds cool okay i've always been kind of a tech person so i was like i gave it a go worst comes to worst whatever Mm -hmm. it'll be some other type of thing and um it's just continued on since luckily i think technology advanced at a nice enough pace where I we went from the era of especially doing like more quote unquote urban radio hip hop based um talk and music, it was like oh that's something for dorks nobody's gonna listen to your thing through the computer and there's ninety million MP3 players out there at the time and then you know iPods were wild expensive yeah. at that period and now it's just there like I have a cell phone. I can pull up your podcast. That's it. My mother, who is not a technological person, can pull up a podcast. So pretty much anybody can do it now. And um, it's just been really awesome seeing how all this has grown on so many levels, how so many 
literal regular people can now have their voices heard when if you went through a mainstream outlet mm-hmm. after a while you either aged out or people were like we don't want to hear from this population or they didn't even think about your population wanting to have a voice whether it's you know ethnic cultural political anything in between and now we have this thing where part of me sometimes does feel petty when it's they're like oh i got a podcast now do you know what podcast i'm just they're like yeah yeah bro i do <laughs> but but it's cool it's cool yeah. you know like, yeah. it's really been awesome seeing all the different people who've been able to do their thing here. And as the title of your show is, literally become podcast junkies yeah. and use it to get by at work, traveling, um, whatever else. So, well, maybe we could share some stories of the craziest podcasts. But I stumbled on one uh, recently through Twitter. It's a, a bird watchers podcast. She only has seven episodes, but I was just so mm. fascinated. I immediately, like, I was working, I put it on. She's a woman from the UK, she's got an English accent. Mm-hmm. And, um, and she talks about the birds, and then she's a, she plays a little clip of the birds uh, chirping. And then she, it's mm-hmm. so soothing. And I was like, wow, I just would never think a bird watcher would have a podcast because you're like, oh, it's a visual thing. But she yeah. brings it home to you in a way that uses everything you can about the audio experience and makes you feel like it's something that she's so passionate about. So I, I asked her right away. I said, would you like to come on the show? She's gonna, we're going to come on in, in January. But literally, awesome. that's how it happens. You know, just something that strikes your fancy. And I'm the radio station owner, right? I'm the executive producer. So I could be like, yeah, mm-hmm. we're going to have her on the show. Exactly. I think that's what makes all this type of stuff like really, really awesome. Because I've run into like all kinds of niche podcasts in terms of um, history, people's opinions, um, you know, being black American, I think people only think we only have certain voices and views and there's like a whole, you know, diaspora of black podcasts now that are awesome. And again, for somebody in my age range, you literally like, okay, you either had to be really old or really young. Y'all folks in like your mid twenties to mid forties, whatever. And it's like yeah. some of the biggest personalities who are doing their thing in um this realm are people who are our age range, which I think yeah. is really, really awesome. While I've seen podcasts by kids where they make things, they'll just talk about school stuff or whatever <laughs> else. And I'm just here like, wow, that is a thing. Like podcasting, at least as of right now, you know, we definitely still got to fight for net neutrality and everything. Yeah. We all had the same distribution channels. Mm-hmm. Not too many groups of media have that. We all go through iTunes, Stitcher, all mm-hmm. of that good stuff. And sometimes while you feel like you could just be talking to the ether and the wind, it goes to the world. Yeah. And somebody else in the world is like, yo, hey, I dig that song too. Or you talk about the lady with the bird um, watchers podcast. Hey, I like this type of thing too. And this is something yeah. that might be, be in our sphere or we just stumble onto it. Just like, oh, well, damn. Okay. I'm, I'm going to check that out. That's, yeah, exactly. that's cool. You know? It's it's so funny about you mentioned about your mom with podcasting. I had a similar moment a couple of weeks ago. I called home, called he, they're back. I grew up in Yonkers, by the way, so I'm in Los Angeles All right. now. Yeah, mm, and true. Uh, shout out to NY. Yeah, shout out to Hot ninety seven. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Another uh, reason why I actually started doing my show. I was kind of tired of the mainstream radio at the yeah. time. I was I came to school during the bad boy era. Yeah, yeah. So after a while, I'm just there, like you know, you know, shout out to the people who do their thing. It's like damn, I hear the same ten songs over uh, and over again. That. And, and it's worse now, unfortunately, if you go to mainstream radio. Oh, yeah. Another, another wonderful thing about podcasts, you hear all different types of music. Yeah. And it was just there, like, you know what? I like some of this stuff, but there's so much more that's cool out there. Like, I was going to, like, SOBs, New York, and um, Poets Cafe, Ballroom, Hammerstein, all these different types of open mics and other types of stuff. I'm like, there's all these dope people who are doing music. I want to be able to play this amongst the other stuff yeah. and roll with it, too. So... Yeah, you you got from one big um, area to another with yeah. LA too and why that's cool. 
And this common thread about the radio is interesting because now the radio is Spotify. And when I was talking to my dad, he said, oh, I was like, he was telling me he was listening to a podcast. I was like, what? I was like, How's, I was like, he's like 72. And, and he's like, yeah, it's on Spotify now. So I just, I have it already. So I listen to music. So now I just listen to podcasts. I was like, I had like a moment there. I was like, wow, I hope podcasters are paying attention because I heard from Libsyn, the new stat is 4% of downloads are coming from Spotify now. And that's going to go up to like 10 because it's, yeah. they sort of got in through the back door because people already had it in their back pocket. And like, you know, with technology, you use what you already are familiar with. And so mm -hmm. it's interesting, like this is possibly going to be a way to get out to this audience. It's maybe like the 50, 60, 70 year olds, man. If they, if they, if they hear, have something that their grandchild's already taught them how to use two or three years ago, you know, mm -hmm. they're going to find some stuff there. Exactly. Like my mom always says, I'm her technology, technology manual. I'm her living technology manual. Like yeah. I got you up to school and this, that, and the third. So make this thing work. And it's like, yeah. okay, so I'm, I'm that person. So it's that way with, you know, smartphones and stuff too. And Spotify thing is interesting because everybody knows Spotify. Yeah. Even if you don't use it, it's just an identifiable name. And um, so, hey, Spotify, you can put us onto your system whenever, you know, but just, yeah. just hitting to y'all guys. <laughs> but um, yeah, check with, yeah, uh, like, check with Podomatic because I know Lipson added it as a destination. So it depends on the podcast host, but now they've opened it up to everyone who's a Lipson host. So I think all the, all the podcast hosting companies should probably follow suit soon. So I would start nagging them if they haven't added that 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 uh, destination yet no doubt no doubt but that is a good point um that you brought up like the second you get to an easy access point for people they're just going to check things out more and i know through the past few years there's been different companies have been working with um different car companies mm -hmm. for you able to just get it straight through your radio yeah, yeah. so you don't got to like connect by a bluetooth or whatever you just like press your button like if you're doing serious yeah, or something yeah, yeah. else yeah. And that's going to be a whole fascinating thing in terms of seeing um, how stuff's going to go. Like podcasting is so interesting because you almost have to have that little tech side yeah. if you want to grow your audience. Yeah. You know, and it's not necessarily like, you know, you had to be on the most thirsty thing in terms of like, I need 10 million followers. You want to be able to tell your followers it's easy to get to me. Yeah. Like back in the day, it wasn't as easy to tell people to do this stuff like well you can go here and get the rss feed and put it in the iTunes. like what the <laughs> hell does that mean <laughs> you know what i mean yeah, yeah exactly now you can pretty much be like just search or do you already got a podcasting gap yeah like for me yeah. search for the fuse box radio we should pop up on there if you need more stuff i'll give it to you but mm -hmm. this this isn't really as hard anymore so it's a wonderful equalizer on certain levels with media when you see like on a site like let's say Stitcher or something else that says related podcast, yeah. I'm always kind of blown to see what other people are listening to or like other people listen to this, listen to this. Yeah, yeah. And I'm here like, how the hell does someone listen to like <laughs> the B the BBC and NPR Alt Latino and you know another podcast here and there and all that yeah. stumble onto like hmm, I'm gonna I'm gonna check this Fusebox Radio guys out who are just literally two people who do this thing and. Yeah. I'm not questioning it. I mean, I enjoy it, but it's just always a fascinating thing to me to see how certain things intersect. And I think that's going to be a big thing for um, um, podcast apps and other stuff, too, is just trying to be able to recommend things to people and how they relate and intersect, whether it's music or talk or whatever else is in between. I'm curious to see what the Birdwatcher ladies um, related podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it's so funny, yeah. Mary, because we all, we're, there's no one person with one, you know, there's not a country music fan could like heavy metal. Like, I mean, a mm -hmm. hip hop head could be loving like a uh, classical opera. It's just like, there's this, we're not, we're snowflakes, right? Just like we all got different things and there's no one way to describe us all. So it's just fascinating to see that that gets validated when you see people's tastes in music because, you know, I, I can mm -hmm. listen 
I could listen to a lot of different music depending on the mood, you know, and for one or two exactly. so, for one or two songs. And I just love that all these different communities are are crossing crossing paths now. Exactly. With Spotify, I'm curious to see how that's going to work. Like, are they going to end up looking at somebody's playlist and let's say there's a music podcast and be there like, hey, if you like what our algorithm put together, well, maybe you might want to check out what this actual person is doing yeah, yeah, yeah. and whatever else in between. Like, that's going to be fascinating to see how that goes and how that works. Well, it's funny because we'll, we're going to show up as artists on Spotify. <laughs> yeah, right. And and that's a whole crazy other thing, but it's cool. It's definitely cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it'll be cool. Yeah, it'll be your photo up there, and then it'll be Beyonce's and Mary J. Blige, and be like, mm. they'll be like, "Oh, DJ Fusion, gotta check her out." Hey, look, that'll be nice. Be there, like, yes, all you Beyonce fans, because y'all like giving her money. <laughs> check out this show. <laughs> That'd be cool. Please, we we do play her tracks. So yeah. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about the, how you started with the format, because I know you mix it up. It's got music and and talk, and how that progressed. If it started like that, or that was the idea you had, or it just kind of morphed into a couple of different variations over the years. The format we had has more or less been the same with a little bit of tweaks here and there. Mm -hmm. Pretty much when I first started, I started out um, solo. I ended up um, meeting my friend and my partner, um, who's called the Black Hawk on the show, um, John, later on. And then um, he ended up joining the show. And essentially, it was just me. Like I like playing different types of music. I'm going to play this different type of music. I had actually just started um, DJing officially around that time. So I was just going all over the place. And if there was something on my mind, I'd just yammer about things and then i had an extra person to do the same thing and we just did a little bit more structuring as time went about with um people who may not be familiar with the show we usually spend about the first third talking about whatever else is there Mm -hmm. and then we just go heavy into the music Mm -hmm. so um essentially it's always been a mix of the serious and the silly because that's what human beings are you know and sometimes you know i know people in particular can look at this particular wave of this year now with international news and national news would be there like i don't want to hear about all this serious crap all the time yeah yeah, yeah. and you know that's how most of the time we are doing serious things all the time so we could talk about anything from like what people are doing on a netflix binge to the geopolitical part of this to whatever spiritual they to whatever happened with our families and anything in between like we want to have it be yeah remotely structured but still relaxed you know like it's what like we might at most maybe have a few bullet points or something that we feel that's really serious to talk about but otherwise it's just us yammering and for people who've listened um you know we're both friends we're really close and everything else we always don't agree so there's times that we can um get into some heated conversations (laughs) about stuff but it's not like an artificial thing where they're like hey we're going to argue about this today it's going to be like okay i'm bringing this up hey wait a minute i feel this way well, um, no, I'm going to tell you why I feel this way. And then, you know, just go from there. And um, with the music format, it's always been a mix of the independent and the mainstream. Like, you know, as I was saying earlier, when I started out and there was like, you know, the Hot 97s and Power 105s mm-hmm. and stuff, I'm like, this is cool. And, you know, you're hearing some of the best, you know, mixed DJs and stuff um, at the time. After a while, and I think a lot of that was part of the um, FCC telecommunication, that when they started consolidating stations and stuff, mm-hmm. you just started hearing the same stuff. Clear Channel. Over and over again. Yeah, yeah. Clear Channel. Um, the current iHeartRadio, where it's like, yeah, that's don't, don't play games. I've been around too long, you know. Yeah. Things just started getting kind of stale to me. And because of being around different types of music and also um, ironically technology, that's when mp3.com started coming out later on mm-hmm. and other things. It was easier for artists to get music to you, whether it was a hard copy or not, or to communicate with um, DJs and radio show hosts and stuff like that. And I was starting to go from the 
regular music um, distribution channels here in the States to being able to have people send me stuff from all different types of countries hmm. and um, other things. And I've always been an eclectic music person. I think literally besides like maybe one or two genres I, I can't stand, I can pretty much give everything a go. It's just here like, hey, I'll go from this Jadakiss track to this most of joint to something that somebody, when I was living in New Brunswick, New Jersey at the time, recorded around their way to mm. um, a Ronnie size track or whatever mm. else is there. And, you know, just not keep it boring. And the first time I really felt I was succeeding was when I was actually getting people to call. I'm like, who the hell is calling at midnight to 2 a.m.? In the morning, it ended up being yeah. people doing a night shift. Yeah, yeah. Besides students and other stuff. Yeah. And it was just that, like, wow, so my weirdness is kind of helping somebody <laughs> get through their day. Yeah. And with the podcast, when that started getting more ground, I would be there, like, um, you know, email us, tell us what you think about what we're talking about or the show or whatever. Mm. You start getting all these different types of emails. Nice. And it, you know, it, it, it bugs you out. And just the expansion of things has um, really been interesting with it um, since then. And a few years into things, we officially founded our company, which is um, a media-based entertainment company where it's like photography, DJing, right, and all that type of stuff. Smart. And um, in a way, that helped us out more because I could be there like, you want to check out some of the music style stuff that people can do or have the capacity to do or have done, check out the show. Mm. It's right here. Now, you might want to skip us talking sometimes, and that's fine. You know, after a while, I had to learn how to do time markers and things. <laughs> but it was just there, like, you can actually have a record of what you do and who you're about. Yeah. And for like music artists and other people in particular who want to make sure their stuff's getting played. Cause you know, that's a part of their livelihood. That's part of their promotion. I could be there, like go to the site. We put up our playlist. You could pull up the show of the record and um, see what we're doing. We're not, you know, BSing you or anything, mm -hmm. you know, it was helped out with a mutual type of exchange with yeah. people besides interviews and stuff, and that's cool. And especially with interviews, you can be like, hey, I got interviewed here. You can listen to the interview. You can see me as more than somebody who makes these songs. You can see me as more of a multifaceted person. Yeah. And um, creative. And, um, yeah, the podcast has taken us to a lot of different places. We've done a lot of music festivals because of it, speaking at different events and panels before there were podcast conferences. Ironically, now, podcast conferences, which is a whole other thing I find to be insanely cool. Yeah. That exists right now. That's what's how we met okay. <laughs> and everything. Shout out to Matcon. No doubt, no doubt. And um yeah, that's um pretty much been a part of the journey. You just interviewed so many different types of folks. Yeah. Some people when they were on the come up with their careers or comebacks. That's cool. We've done like um third party political candidates the past few years which has been fascinating um particularly last election cycle that was some of our most <laughs> heated feedback we ever gotten sure. which blew my mind well i'm just here, like it's just an educational thing guys we're not even saying yeah well we, we said to not vote for one particular person but <laughs> otherwise it was just there like we just want you to know what this thing is and it's there, like how dare you not sweat bernie or hillary and it's like <laughs> you know i don't know if i can curse on here and stuff yeah of course but, you know, man Oh, okay. Yeah. It was just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Go to your email box. Like, I mean, I guess it's good because people are listening, but yeah, y'all yeah, are well, really mad. Well, you know what's so so great about that, Mary, is that it's like you have this uh, what I call an uh, you know your online stage, right? And it's mm -hmm. you decide who you want to bring through, and you mm -hmm. decide what the topics are and how deep and how controversial you want to be. And at the end of the mm -hmm. day, you're going to repel the people who don't like it. 
But yeah. but and that's exactly what you want because then the people who stay are more like raving fans, and they're gonna bet, go to bat for you, and they'll be like, "No, you can't say that. That's that's my girl. Like you, sh- you know, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, you know, she, I, I trust her. I've been with her for like ten years, and just kind of like things like that start to happen, and you get a little tribe, right? And I'm sure like you've been doing this enough, you've got your super fans as well. We do, and it's really encouraging because you do have some days you're like, "What the hell am I doing?" Why am I up in here? You know, you have your regular life. Ironically, you have your regular life beyond the mic. And, you know, you might just be like, I'm having the worst day. People at the nine to five are getting on my nerves. This person says something to me that messed me up. Then you check out an email. You get a Facebook comment or a Twitter comment or something like that. Which they're like, wow, okay, (laughs) this this is cool. I'm I'm not totally insane. (laughs) And, yeah, you're going to have like the pushback and other stuff. But in a weird way for me with my personality type, it's kind of encouraging because it's like. You're still listening, though. Yes, exactly. You still check yourself out. It's not like we're trying to purposely do it. I mean, you know, there's always shock jock type of people and everything. Yeah. That's your steez. That's your steez. That's fine. Yep. But I'll just be here like, dang, you really got into it. But I'm just telling you, that you listen, listen to at least this much of the show <laughs> to not just get into it, but to make this comment about it or do whatever else. And again, what's cool with the podcasting scenario was I think it's still it's growing exponentially, I think, right now. But there's still enough of a community within folks who might talk about things that you're that are similar mm-hmm. with what you do yeah. and sometimes you can be like yo you're totally off the path of what i do but we found each other through this medium yeah, yeah, exactly. and now you can be like yo this this is a cool person like um you know shout out to joe pardo of mid atlantic podcast conference i'm sitting here like we probably would have never met if it wasn't for podcasting <laughs> that's true that's he, so true but he's like a really cool dude yeah. and individual and you know, I end up finding out that he DJed back in the day well, because of some other stuff and then that's, everything that's blended in. That's the moment where I give you the this peak of the twelve hundreds in the back. Ah, uh, see, there we go. That's <laughs> right. That that's downstairs around my way right now. But yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's we. So naturally, when Joe and I connected, and I saw we started talking about DJing, I was like, oh wow, because I grew up like I DJed my high school dance. I learned how to beat match vinyl. Okay. Yeah, vinyl junkie, and uh, yeah, I'm into grew up with house music, man. Just like because in the Obviously, old school hip hop, uh, but for DJing, man, it's like house is my jam. Oh yeah, see, that was me when I was um in college. Like, um, I had always liked different types of music. I had relatives who um did DJing early mm-hmm. back in the day. Yep, me too. When I started working for Res Life about two, three years in um in school, I'm like, yeah, I got my own room. This is dope. And I was making a little bit of extra money, so I ended up getting like the most bootleg set of belt drive <laughs> turntables. <laughs> little bootleg two-channel Gemini mixer. I know people saw them joints back in the day up in um, Source Mag and all of that. And that's when I was getting um, free music through the you, um, station did, and doing the show. Go, did you go up in the Bronx to get that? Um, nah, actually. I think I had bought that from somebody in New Jersey, actually. <laughs> and um, I mean, I spent plenty of time hopping on the path train in Jersey Trant to like, you know, Fat Beats, Kim's, just a whole, just a whole bunch of different um records by like Saint Mark's yeah, yeah, yeah. place was like was like the strip for all of that type of stuff, and uh, I was also getting music through the station because after a while it was just there like oh wow and that's what made me ironically that was one of those interesting that made me know I was making it mm-hmm. when you actually started getting stuff from the big labels yeah yeah, yeah. where it was like yo I'm getting music from Tommy Boy now <laughs> Raucous Priority. You know, Columbia, all of that. And I would have my parents visit me and they would be here like, you're spending all your work study money and this other stuff on these damn records. I'm like, I'm actually getting the majority of this for free. Yeah, I I am paying for some stuff, you know. Well, I'm like that to help me with school, so that's fine. But it was just like, yeah, I'm actually getting the majority of stuff for free because they're seeing like crates lined up on my my wall of records and stuff. But um, 
Yeah, essentially, it's... Hmm, I lost my track after I got all excited about my DJ. <laughs> no, it's just funny because it's like when that that idea of when I saw my... It was my cousin and, and a good friend, and I saw how they were controlling the party, and I was just mm. like, wait a minute, this person is determining how much fun all these people have by their music selection, and I was yeah. like, I think I want to learn how to do that. And then, you know, that moment that you you do it, you know, you, and you beat match, or that moment when you you know you that the track you're about to play is just going to, like, crush it. It's like a... It's mm-hmm. just a, a, a different feeling, and so that naturally translated uh, to me to podcasting. Oh, no doubt. Like, it's it's different mini high, like, um, yeah. oh, talk about the house stuff, party yeah. um, stuff. Um, a lot of my friends to this day are from northern New Jersey. So mm-hmm. they were, like, essentially, like, like the younger brothers and sisters and, like, the folks listening to, like, the Deep House yeah, yeah. and Deep Club type of stuff, like, you know, like, pretty much, like, Zanzibar Babies and all of that. So That's funny. And that was the stuff that was played at a bunch of the parties I had went to in attendant on top of, you know, the hip-hop and stuff like that. And I'm one of those people I was always, I have always been that geek where I will, like, read the back credits oh, yeah. of music and stuff. So when I started learning different house tracks and things, I started buying more house on that level. So I'm just here like, oh, who is um Louis Vega? You know, <laughs> who's Masters at Work? Oh, you know? yeah, very cool. Dang, King Street Records has a lot of stuff I'm really feeling right now. You know what I mean? And there's all the different, you know, wonderful house cats who are under that. And that's how I started buying more stuff mm-hmm. because that was also area, you know, people, it's God, all this stuff doesn't exist anymore. That feels crazy. Like mixtapes. Yeah, mixtapes. Like people would just be selling mixtapes, like literally on the streets of Newark and other yeah. spots like that. That would be running around to, and of course, the city. And, you know, sometimes they would have the artist and the name. Sometimes they would just have the title. You'd just be there like, damn, I like this song, but who the hell doesn't? Because, yeah. you know, some of those things were just like one off artists. Yeah, totally. One hit wonders, it's, yeah. Exactly. So it was like doing a lot of digging with that and finding out, oh, who's a green velvet? Oh, there's this label called Casual Records and all this other cool stuff. And then just, you know, getting in heavy to things. And in an interesting way with stuff, when I started doing that, I started reaching out to those labels. They're like, you actually want to play our stuff on the radio and podcast? I'm like, yes, yes, I do. Please send it over if you want to send it. I will grab up. All of it, nice. you know, like strictly rhythm and all them people oh, like, yeah. yes, send it through. Let me I, I still like rock stuff like that now. Cool. Um, I actually did a wedding about a year ago and it was these lovely British couple and they were just there like, hey, do you know about these particular artists? Can you play this at the one? I'm just here like, are you crazy? I'm gonna get paid to play stuff I like to play at home. Uh, oh, see, just see, that's why you do yeah. a podcast. That's that's what's up. <laughs> Be yeah, like, I'll send over these three links immediately so you know yeah. what's going on. It's like, yes, I'll hire. It's like, see, yeah. that's exactly it. I mean, it's so funny. I, and I, I was, you know, I was thinking, I was like, I got to throw maybe at least some links to some YouTube videos for some of these tracks in the show notes. So, you know, some of the listeners are probably getting lost already with all these references. But Zanzibar was a club in New Jersey, right? Was Zanzibar, New mm-hmm. Jersey, back yeah. back in the '90s. Um, so yeah, it was. It's just interesting the journey and and the idea and, and i was thinking about it from a mixing perspective like as you were saying that the other the other part of me was like what if i when release release this episode when she mentions those tracks fade out and then fade in and play the song a little bit and then, okay <laughs> i did that like years ago when i was editing my own stuff but i was like i can't do that anymore but now every once in a while i have a conversation I'm like you would it would make it maybe you know that i could do like a special bonus version that has the the, the produced with the music in it that's cool. I could do something like that. That'd be dope. Yeah. That'd be dope. Yeah. 
We'll, we'll think about that. Yeah, it's, it's so much fun reminiscing with stuff like that because those are, certainly brings back good memories. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Lot, lot of good memories. Lot of good traveling around. Yeah. Lot of my hands getting dusty, <laughs> digging for stuff, yeah. or being there like this label looks interesting. They'd be like, "Holy crap, I've been looking for that song." forever <laughs> or you have the opposite effect where you go to a yeah. record store that's they're like this might be the song you just they're like why does 12 fence cost 40 dollars really <laughs> okay yeah, totally. that's an expensive yeah. habit so um i want to go back a little bit you talked and i think one of the recent episodes you were reviewing justice league so i know you're you're, you're a fan of, of comics and so oh yeah so can you tell me the origin story of dj fusion the origin story of me um as DJ Fusion, though. Oh, origin over me as DJ Fusion. Basically, I after going through um, mentoring and other stuff with the station, when I was able to get approved as an official DJ at um, WRSU and getting offered a show, you sit down and you start thinking about, well, you got to have a title and you yeah. got to have a name and all that type of stuff. And I am not Funk Flexi at all. <laughs> I'm not one of those people <laughs> who can just yell on the mic all day. If that's your personality type, I'm not dissing you. It's just not me. Yeah, like yeah. I feel like a moron if I do stuff like that. Essentially, I was sitting back and I was like, what would reflect the type of show I want to do? Because it would be a mix of mm -hmm. all different types of stuff. And I was like, huh, you know, you pull up the old dictionary, look up different things. Like, oh, Fusion, that sounds cool. And DJ Fusion sounds smooth. Yeah. And a fuse box is something that, you know, brings energy to a crowd and audience. So it essentially became that. And it's stuck um, ever since. That's pretty much the long and short of it. Very cool. Did the fuse box come after you had Fusion? So around the same time, okay. approximately, when I, I got the, the name part and everything, yeah. and I had the backbone to be like, okay, I'm going to try to go out and do other events and stuff on top of doing yeah. the show. And um, that's why everything's been had like a nice synergy ever since I really started yeah. doing this stuff. That's a good story. We should have a comic book made out of that. Just <laughs> be like a short black woman gets two <laughs> turntables and a mic and becomes an awesome podcaster and DJ flying through the air. That, that'll work. I like that. I like that. We need I, some... Uh, I'm about to say, if Image Comics wants to do that for me, I'll be geeked out. We'll put it on. Or if Luke Cage wants to Luke Cage wants to put me into a series, I'll I'll, I'll be down for a quick cameo to me. Yeah, you could be his, yeah, his Luke Cage's DJ. You know, they they had a few episodes of him and um, they had a few um issues with him and um, what Iron Fist? Yeah, like busting into a radio station in Harlem. I'll I'll take that role right quick. You know. Yeah, you never if know. If y'all put that to the Netflix series, I am available. Completely, a, I'm unionized. I got a card. We can do funny. it. So. You said you mentioned earlier you were always a tech person, but at some point you were drawn to it, or you were shown it, or you were taught it. Which was it for you? It's a mix. It's a mix. I actually went to a science and technology high school. Okay. Um. So shout to Oxford Hill High and everything around um Southern Maryland, and I actually went to Rutgers originally to um major engineering, and then I was like, that's not working for me. <laughs> But I still, I've always had a thing about, you know, researching stuff and using my hands to build and create different things yeah. and um, all of that. And um, around the time I ended up changing my major to one of my other major interests in life, which is history okay. and all that, I ended up majoring in American studies, was when, I guess, fate, the universe, whatever people want to put it into, got me involved with the station. Where I was there, like, I still got to learn all this stuff because they had to mix of old and new equipment there. Mm -hmm. So you would have, like, you know, God, again, I feel so old talking about this. You would have mini disc and stuff. Yeah. 
And you would have like the old school carts up in the mix. You would have some up to date turntables. You would have them super old turntables. You had to flip the little thing on. Yeah. And part of that tech learning was just being there, like, damn, how am I going to put all this together to make a cohesive mix yeah. if I don't feel like bringing over my own stuff or somebody else bringing their own stuff in? Or how is it going to work for them to plug in their stuff and still have a record mm-hmm. of what we've done? Because yeah. even back in the day, I always wanted to be able to record the show. And have something. Just so I can be here like, yeah, here's the show I have for this week. It was yeah. cool. You know, either I listened to the mix or partially on a critique, partially on an enjoying basis to see if I can improve and get better. And um, do you that ha- was Do you have those? Hmm? Do you have those? Um, older shows? Yeah. I do. I think the earliest I have is like maybe mid, mid-2000s, I think I have on um, CD or DVD somewhere. Um, I'm eventually going to try to just start throwing those here and there in the um, podcast stream so people can see the growth on multiple levels of what we've done. And yeah, there are some commentary I'm just like, wow, I was young and stupid. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm better now. That's cool. If you had an old one that you liked a lot, I'd love to like put a couple of minutes of it at the end of this episode. Just kind of, I've been, I've been playing around with that a little bit, playing the, the guests a snippet from one of their episodes at the end of this one. So then you, you automatically can, can get a flavor. Um, so that'd be cool if we can get one of those. We can we can throw it at the end of this. Okay, I just try to dig around and um, <laughs> flip on that and see. And um, then I guess podcasting in a way became part of the archive. Like I always save my shows regardless. Okay, but um, I think on my hard drive, we at least go back to about ten to twelve years. Nice. Of shows, yeah, god dang, yeah, <laughs> 10 to 12 years of um, shows on that. Then I think I have some original um, Ruckers You Radio one, so I think that's going to probably be at least 03-ish, 04-ish. Wow. I have some stuff, so yeah, yeah like, um, yeah, it's, it's been a journey. It's It's, it's been kind of wild. It's been kind of wild. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask is um – when when it's an interesting time because when you're a DJ you play your music and you're like oh I'm just the entertainer, like mm-hmm. like if you imagine us at like throwing a party we we would never be throwing a house party and then be getting on the mic and be like yo man Trump is crazy man so anyway back to the strike <laughs> <laughs> yeah pretty much pretty like much. we couldn't like that would be weird right so mm-hmm. but now we could be like throwing on the jam and then the break would come and you'd be like yo what's what's going on with Trump and it's kind of like with the format you had so what I want to know is like when was the first time you started. DJ became uh, uh, an opportunity for you to inject your opinion. I think it was just literally through doing the show. Like I had more of an interjection thing when I first began. Yeah. And then I would just there like, let's just go on ahead. And cause you know, sometimes so much just happens at one time. Yeah. It'll be the like, Hey, let's just try to find a way to semi structure it a bit. So sometimes you listen to, podcast or take out different type of entertainment because you want to have a little bit of an escape mm-hmm. you know so part of me is like okay we have this beginning part we're talking we can go completely off or whatever and if you just want to be there like i can't deal with that right now you can go to the music yeah and enjoy that's why at the um, end of um each of our commentary part we're just there like hey you know you don't like or agree with anything that we say that's cool if it sparked your mind to get to another conversation you know we've done our job as independent and black media now we're into the music and people can get just right into that or if they want to hear both it'd be there like yeah i feel that way too or i don't feel that way too but i just had to get that out Mm -hmm. it's like okay now i can kind of cool down and just listen to some jams (laughs) for a moment you know the quiet storm (laughs) exactly like you'd be like okay yeah i got all that out 
Yeah, I feel that yeah. way too. Now I could just jam, yeah. mellow out, yeah. and go on to the next part of my day, you know? But do you remember when, because uh, were you doing this at the radio station as well? Like you would play and then you'd be like, talk about stuff that was that was current? Um, Yeah, I was always doing it. I was a little more music-based at the beginning with just interjections here and there. Yeah. And then um, the world became the world, essentially, <laughs> and my adulthood became my adulthood. Um, I graduated right around um, a few months before 9-11 mm. and all of that. Um, Katrina happened, all other types of stuff. And one of the fe- things that we did get with feedback was, hey, it was cool that y'all talked about this particular thing for a moment, whether it was, you know – straight up local like something happening in the city limits or the county um statewide local international etc mm-hmm. it was like well we should maybe incorporate that a little more into the show yeah. at large because we're not really getting bad feedback from this we're a little surprised i'm like somebody's actually paying attention to that part too besides being like yeah shut up just play you know yeah. this new album i heard yeah. or whatever else or Get so so on to freestyle because we had more of that back in the day. Oh, cool! And uh, whatever else, yeah, we had um, a lot of cats come through for that um, from local folks to you know when we had some guests on like um, Ari the Rugged Man back in the day, various Wu Tang folks, etc. You, you know, you had that little cool. segment. And um, now people don't freestyle too much anymore, and I really yeah. don't want to be bothered by hearing mediocre freestyles. <laughs> I think part of that's me being a little older now. I'm just here like, uh, someone, someone should start a podcast called Mediocre Freestyle. Uh, I don't know who want to listen to that many Mediocre Freestyles for, an, um, for a set. I mean, if they want to do it, y'all go for it. There's plenty or of rounds. my first freestyle. That'll be good. Oh, wow. I think some people, some MCs might get their feelings hurt. I, I had to look out for for the MCs. I'm like, well, you all had to had to hone your craft. For yeah. it. Like, this is my first freestyle. Y'all suck. Be like, well, damn. Okay. I'm just yeah, gonna, that's it. Yeah, career over. When, I'm gonna throw away my tablet and call today. All right. What do you how do you, how do you handle the copyright issues? Because I'm sure that's a big question. Like you say, you play a lot of music. Um. Well, with the show, when we have stuff in syndication. Like, luckily, a lot of um the internet stations and FM stations already have their clearances. Okay. Together with that. Yes. So that's not had to be anything we've um had to worry about. That was one thing we always wanted to look at because we wanted to be on a legitimate platform mm-hmm. as possible with everything. Yeah. And right now, luckily, I mean, unless you're literally stealing tracks or something, most folks want to have their stuff played. Yeah. They want to have it, you know, out there and about. And a lot of these companies that used to start doing um college radio promotions have segued into podcast promotion. Mm-hmm. So in other words, these folks are going to the DJ to have these type of outlets because they're like, we, you have our permission. Oh, yeah. yeah, you know, so it's not like you're just like grabbing up something and it's just they're like, man, don't do that, otherwise you're gonna have a problem, and I need my whatever, whatever cents to the dollar, yeah. and all of that type of stuff. Now, when podcasting gets more popular, might that change? Yeah, it it may, and you know, folks will have to go ahead and um, deal with that accordingly. Like uh, we stream through Mixcloud, but Mixcloud luckily um, has a thing with all of the um, different labels. Okay. So, and yeah. also, Mixed they stream, but they don't download. But even those folks who are getting their stuff played via stream are yeah. getting credit and yeah. pay and stuff like that. So, we try our best to, you know, get into balance with all of that and um, keep things as pod safe as possible. I guess yeah. that's the terminology a lot of people use yeah. with things. But yeah, I mean, unless you're probably literally stealing something right mm-hmm. now, doing a music podcast 
should be fine. And, you know, if somebody really catches feelings, we we can, you know, yeah. take care of stuff. But we've never dealt with that all the time. We've been also we've been very lucky on that end. I think a lot of it has to do with uh, if you're providing commentary on the track, then you get you kind of get there's, there's a little space. Like if, if you were reviewing a movie and you played a clip and you're like, well, let's talk about the clip. So I think if you're talking about it, it may fall in that in that area. So I was just curious about mm-hmm. that. Yeah, like um, essentially, I think one of the things that has been cool about the vast majority of the music industry is that people just tell like, I want to have my stuff be heard. Mm-hmm. So like with um certain parts of radio for a long time, people weren't getting any money for their plays or they were getting at most, you know, teeny tiny royalties. Um, most of the music industry, I think is pretty used to using audio formats in a particular way. Yeah. I mean, now it's like how you see like Apple music and stuff and how they have their stations and their shows and all of that. The big thing is everybody wants their credit. And if you are on a, on a place that is supposed to be paying, have them pay. So mm-hmm. for a part of internet radio, unfortunately, since Life 365 fell down and all that type of stuff, there's only so much of internet radio that can, you know, keep a legit if you have a net radio station. But with podcasting and these um, outlets that are servicing podcasters and other types of people, very rarely you're dealing with um, any problems from the ind- from the indies to the majors. Mm-hmm. Plus, one of the things is you're sending music here. You know what a podcast is. <laughs> you know, you yeah. know what's up here. I am curious to see how it's going to work with Spotify. Yeah, you know? I, well, I think that's I think... that's going to be fascinating. If they get paid, cool. I'm happy. Everybody's happy. That's I don't, what's I don't I'm assuming they... it's going to be that way. I don't think they have the ability to track it. They're actually now that you mentioned it, there actually is a box you got to check off that all your all your episodes are pod safe. So I think mm-hmm. uh, they may, and then, and then wh- however they define that. Um, yeah, yeah, just something to keep an eye on. Um, and that's going to be a curious thing, but I mean, a lot of it is so many people are giving stuff to podcasters to play yeah. on their podcast. I'm sure it's like, well, damn, if this ain't pod safe, y'all better get together <laughs> because we're trying to help you out. We yeah. aren't trying to get caught up in the wrong paperwork yeah. but so far um yeah that hasn't really been an issue i think the only thing is like if you're with maybe a soundcloud or somebody because soundcloud still going through all that licensing yeah. stuff like there's times we, we put up streams of the show and it'll be like the most random song and it'll be here like you played this kanye west thing wow, okay are you sure about it? it's like wait a second what i have a whole list of stuff here the label gave me this to play no, but what it's, is all, this? it's, but it's all, that's also the, the computer checking out different stuff yep, and it's algorithm to do. Yep. So it's it's going to yeah. be interesting what's going on. Like I know a bunch of people who left SoundCloud mm-hmm. because of that issue. Where it's just they're like, I don't know if my show's going to stay up or not. Yeah, probably not. If if I do a music show and some people yeah. who even do like um commentary on movies and things mm-hmm. like you just mentioned, like they'll play a brief clip. You played this clip from oh, yeah, Batman yeah. versus Superman sure. while you were talking. And it's that. They were just like, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to Libsyn or Automatic <laughs> or whomever else is there. Like, um, I think they're going to have to, I think more people are going to have to start refining those algorithms more because it's going to be dangerous yeah. for some of these places. If people don't feel that where their podcast is, it could be stable. Yeah. And all that. Well, I think in the reverse, I think a lot of then I want podca- people to get paid. Yeah. Too, yeah. So, so, you know. yeah. I think the, the, the label is going to be, probably clamping down on that more rather than less that's the way it's been in the past mm-hmm. can you talk a, a little bit ab- about where you see this show going you know you've been such a, a part of it for so long that you've literally seen like the inception of it the start of podcasting and even with the experiences as, as that you've had in radio so i'm just curious on your perspective having um been in that in this game for so long um, where do I see the show going? Yeah. 
as of now, we've been talking about actually doing some expansion, um, spinoff podcast. Okay. Um, something that are a little more talk heavy and stuff, or almost micro podcast mm-hmm. on certain things that we do. Um, the network thing I've noticed has become really big right now yeah. with people. And um, I would like to um, add on some some folks within our network. We're still refining things and all of that. Besides that, I mean, us just going as long as, you know, the wheels fall off, <laughs> essentially, whatever format yeah. is there. Um, it seems to be opening up a lot of opportunities because you were, uh, you know, we, we saw you speak. And then I also, you, know, you mentioned on one of the episodes that you were moderating, you were moderating panels. So it seems to have opened mm-hmm. up a lot of doors for you. Yeah, it's um been really awesome. Like in a weird way, a podcast can almost be like a part of your like life resume. Yeah, totally. And stuff with um what you're doing. Like you can talk all day about yeah, I do A, B, C, D, or E, and you know, like we we see LinkedIn accounts. You know, <laughs> you're the CEO of whatever, and you've spoken at a thousand places and all of yeah. this type of stuff. Which which you could do, which yeah. is awesome, you know. But you can almost be there, like, yeah, it's not just me using like the the most hip words of the day and catchphrases <laughs> that grab up that grab you. I could be there, like, I spoke at a panel, and yep. long as I don't remember that I didn't, um, you know, bring my recorder over, I could be there, like, yeah, I spoke over here. Here's where I spoke at. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I did this panel. It was cool. Here's the audio yeah, from exactly. the panel. Sometimes we DJ at an event. You know, here's the mix from the mm-hmm. event. It's one of those things I think that only is an extra like bit of frosting on your cake of accomplishment that you can actually mm. show nice. what you're doing. You know, like it's like now you see a lot of business people. They got their podcast where it's like almost like I'm gonna give you a little taste of this business advice and I can go over here yeah, exactly. and um do that. Um the fact that there's podcast about podcasting <laughs> still blows my mind to like a degree. <laughs> but I understand like like this one here, like um, you know, school of podcasting. Yeah, school of podcasting is great. All that stuff. I listened to them way back in the day, nothing that made me feel old. And at um the last podcast conference, I was like, Holy crap, I'm getting I'm getting props from Dave Jackson School for <laughs> Podcasting. <laughs> and somebody else would be there like, what the hell are you talking yeah, about? Ner- that's you don't ner- understand. He's the biggest podcaster in the freaking world who still <laughs> advises people on podcasting yeah. and he's a cool guy and yeah. whatever. When I listened to that when I was like, didn't know what a podcast was besides me being a nerd and learning RSS feeds and nice HTML Like really guy. awesome dude, you yeah. know? And that's, and, a, that's um, a community, right? And, and yeah, it, it, it's a community. And like just seeing other folks build up and, you know, being able to help and, you know, give support to other people who are, you know, thinking about podcasting and mm-hmm. doing their thing and seeing how they've expanded into other stuff they've done. Um, I honestly think that's going to be another big part right there. Like, I really would like to get more people into podcasting mm-hmm. yeah. and all of that and get their voices out there. Independent media is more um, important and vital than ever right now when we're in an age where a lot of corporations are literally just buying up every other company into yeah. like you know some mass conglomo type of um situation and this i think is one of the few lanes left where you could be relatively successful whether you're going for it for an audience for money or just to express yourself because that's a really big thing about podcasting mm-hmm. like you can be there like i'm gonna be just like I don't know, I'm gonna be just like Tim Ferriss. Just as yeah, somebody thing, yeah, yeah. and it's just there like somebody might like that, but it also just there like yeah, I got Tim Ferriss. People are going to a podcast to hear 
a particular voice, mm-hmm. to learn about a particular thing, to hear or experience a different opinion. I think it's one of the few groups of media where you can literally be you. Yeah. And be- for some reason, somebody will sit down and totally. listen to it. Be your own Tim Ferriss. Exactly. And, and, and tell folks about it. Like, yeah. You know, if if you want to be the stereotypical human brand, you can do that. Yeah. If you just want to be there, like, hey, I'm me. I'm talking on this mic for a minute, or I have this particular skill. You know, yeah. I can sing. I can talk about this. I'm really good with about having conversations or whatever else. You have a realm for your voice and for the literal millions and billions of other people who might feel lonely somewhere, who might mm-hmm. not have the experiences that we've had. Yeah, totally. Or they might have had those experiences, but because they're in a different place, they're just here like, wow, I'm the weirdo in the mix of all of these people. I can look at this pocket and be like, wait a minute. Yeah, I felt that way before. I have went through this experience, good or bad, before. I want to learn about this thing, too. You know, all of that. Like, I've met so many people through doing Mm -hmm. the podcast. And that in itself has been mind-blowing because I'm like, to me, I'm just like, I'm just a short black chick, man, who just (laughs) talks on the mic and really likes music. And... You can have people rolling up on you just there like, hey, you know, I've listened to your show. I followed, you know, your Facebook page or yeah. your Twitter or whatever else. And now I can see your person like um, DC Podfest. Um, I actually met a few people um, through a few um, fellow black podcasters through that. Well, I'm just there like, we've been following each other on Twitter and Facebook for really? years so nice. and just talking. And like I was literally doing um, that diversity panel there. Yeah. And, you know, shout out to um, Aaron Aaron Freeman of Unreasonable Fridays. And he literally hit me on my page with, because I took a little quick Instagram picture, like, I'm on my way to, you know, moderate this panel. He's like, hey, yeah, I'm already here. I'm just like, but you live in California. It's like, yeah, my job had me come down here to do this other type of stuff. And here we go. And it's like, wow. So we actually get to meet and chop it up, you know, (laughs) like podcasting. I think podcasting is really a door opener you know, if that's the thing that you really, really want to do, like mm-hmm. th- it's not as hard to get into it anymore on a technological. I mean, you still got stuff yeah. to do. Like yeah. we went through our end of stuff and we've been doing it for a while. But um, yeah, like it's so many openings to even just get started or just, you know, test the waters. Like you don't have to pay like an absurd amount of money yeah, monthly. Yeah, yeah. To get started, yeah. you get a USB mic, you know, if you know a music person, what they might, you know, get like a side mixer to put stuff in, yeah. do whatever else. You, you upload that. it, yeah. you know, promote, you know, give a basic explanation. See what happens. You can always develop with it. You're not stuck in that form. I think sometimes people think with podcasting, like if you start off shock jockey, you always got to be shock jockey. Yeah. No, you don't. You, you know, you can you can flip the script. I know, you know, various people who have done that. And if you've done this for a while, you know, sometimes you're going to be in the mood to change because you yourself are changing and i think one of the coolest things is when you go through that type of stuff there's still people who have been around and they want to stay around that's awesome as well as new people who are coming into the mix because sometimes mm-hmm. when you go through your growth process you know you're kind of caught up in your own life or whatever you don't realize that other people are going through that too and they'll be like wow y'all are talking about this thing and mm-hmm. that thing is sometimes you know if you talk about that with somebody else you know you might be going through something sometimes people just they're like i don't want to hear you whining about it today exactly. <laughs> you know and you're just like, I'm not whining. I'm going through something. It's something you might just like, you know, throw a sentence or two out about it into the air because you're doing, you know, your show. And then you can have people who hit you back up. Like I know folks who are going through um, various illnesses and things while they're doing their show. Mm-hmm. And they just talk about it very candidly and they've connected with people. Of course. On that level and stuff. And um, it's, again, it's, it's, it's almost like an extra bit of freedom through a microphone and other people who, again, you might not ever expect to intersect with in life can identify with you too and do things. And yeah, if you're a business-minded person, 
you can do cool stuff with it, yeah. you know, but it doesn't have to be about, it. I think sometimes some folks are just like, I just want to get up here, get 10 million downloads. <laughs> then I'm going to get a whole bunch of money doing live podcasts. I'm like, even some of the best podcasters yeah. in the world don't have yeah. that. Slow down. You know? slow down. Like, like slow it down. Start it off first. I mean, if it happens, God bless you. Record you know? your first five I'm episodes. Like, yeah. Then we'll talk, you know, yeah. like record your first few episodes. Listen, you know, yeah. if you still dig what you're doing, yeah. tweak it out, all of that good stuff. And, um, Enjoy the platform that we have. I mean, at least right now, even with the net neutrality nonsense that just happened yeah. by the FCC, we still have probably the most equal platform ever of self-expression. Totally. You know, and this is like internationally, and hopefully we can maintain it longer than, you know, the past forms of mass media communication like radio, TV, and so forth. We can still be here like, hey, um, we'll just randomly say Podbean. Hey, yeah. Podbean, here's my bit of money. Yeah. Okay. How do I get onto iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Podcast Addict, all that good stuff? Yeah. All right, I'm gonna record, upload. I'm on the same plane as NBC or CBS, yeah, totally, or BBC, and that in itself is really wild. But it's awesome. We need to be able to embrace that type of thing. Like, there's serious issues that usually, sometimes, like now, you have more people who with certain serious issue will go to a podcast first. Oh yeah, that's where they get their news from. Exactly. Like everything will build up to the point where it's like, okay, like for some of us, like I heard about this on so-and-so's podcast like <laughs> Two weeks ago. a while ago. <laughs> but you know what? It's cool that it got to yeah. this play. Like you almost see the natural progression of stuff. Like when you had like Black Lives Matter and other types mm-hmm. of things, um, like one of my um, fellow media people's from Ferguson mm. and they were on the ground during it. Wow. So, you know, we literally talked to them about it and other types of, we know other people who talked to other people in, mm. um, different levels of it so it was like for some of us we're just like yeah we've heard some of these things that people are just saying that are new right now on this particular channel and it's not necessarily because of you know big media is always evil i mean there there is some evil big media yeah. but, but um you know they got their own priorities but with that and the explosion of social media with podcasting now it's just here like you got to hear something else yeah you know sometimes it's going to be up in your face and i think that's the lovely thing about this past let's say seven seven years of podcasting social media has helped out podcasting mm-hmm. they go hand in hand so, so it's like it's literally intersected yeah, yeah. you know and both those things have somebody that's there like hey you're from north carolina i'm from up here we got the same goofy interest on something let's say yeah. like um Yo, you like Saga too? Awesome. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You like Stone too? Oh, you do a music show. Let me toss this around your way. Let me toss that around mm. your way. Let me share your podcast link. I'll share your podcast link, yeah. you know. And, you know, that's also been thing that I think's tightened up a lot of our communities that's on good. that level. Yeah. It's just being able to do this um stuff. So, that's, yeah, it's been interesting. That's such an amazing ride. I can't imagine um how it's been for you to kind of see the the evolution of it and it's just exciting because there's so many different opportunities now so i'm really excited for what you've done and, and for what you're doing and and i, I really uh, want to thank you for taking uh, the time to come on the show i just have a couple of other questions as, as i wrap up okay sure definitely thank you for um having me down this has been um fun <laughs> this has been cool what have you changed your mind about recently what have i changed my mind about recently in general in general yeah um let's see here i respect cardi b more than a whole bunch of hip-hop artists in 2017 in terms of her career trajectory um i think she's had one of the most amazing career trajectories from 11 hip-hop show which usually destroys hip-hop careers 
to where she's at right now. Quite frankly, her singles are better than the Eminem album, which I never thought I would say. Oh wow! Okay. The new the new Eminem album, yeah, it's it's not good to me. <laughs> Don't attack me, but it's. Uh, I'm uh, sure. Is there an episode where you've talked about it already? This week's show, I did talk about okay. it. That'll be uploading um, okay. this evening. And I'm um, also shout out to the folks over at the Where My 40 Acres podcast. Myself, um, the host there, Phenom, and one of the folks from our um, podcast um, group of people, uh, um, Jack from um, Movie Trailer, um, <clears throat> MTR Network, um, talked about the album in depth. So you can check out um, their show. I think that's the latest episode. And um, we went in for about an hour and a half okay. about track by track about why we don't like it so give give <laughs> okay. give give, right. give it a and we're recording yeah. this on december 21st so just get the timing right on that then look for that episode when it drops uh what's yeah, the indeed. what's the one most misunderstood thing about you one most misunderstood thing about me is either people see me and think i don't talk a lot or they hear me on the podcast and think i talk a lot all the time that's great it's it's literally one of two extremes one, one of the two that makes a lot of sense um so mary nichols aka dj fusion where can folks track you down online? Um, folks can go to fuseboxradio.com, C-B-O-X-R-A-D-I-O.com. Our blog site is blackradioisback.com. That's going through a revamp. We should be um, relaunching in 2018. And pretty much all social media is into Fusebox Radio, except Facebook, um, which the Facebook page is facebook.com slash Fusebox Radio Show. I do put people on my personal page, which is facebook.com slash Fusebox Radio, but please don't be dumb. That's the only thing I ask. <laughs> We don't got to agree or love each other, yeah. but you know, don't don't do the most. I'm quick with a block button on um social media if you're crazy. Yeah. Don't be a troll. Pretty exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time. This was a blast. No problem. Thank you for having me on podcast junkies. Honor and a pleasure. This has been <laughs> um real fun time during this vacation time for me. Totally. How about that conversation with Mary Old School in the house? It's just so much fun. It brings a smile to my face when I'm able to reminisce with people. Um, and we have a shared love and a shared passion. And, and in our case, it's about, you know, music and old school and DJing. And th- those things bring a smile to my face. And I'm eternally grateful for every single opportunity I get to share my love, my passion for what I do. And that's the reason I have this show, because it's my platform. It's my stage. And I would wish it upon anyone who has a message just to create that stage, invite those people that you love to have conversations with. Each hour that I spend with my guests brings such a smile to my face, and I never take it for granted. Uh, As always, full show notes are available at podcastjunkies.com slash 159. We've got everything, uh, including the links mentioned, some tweetable quotes from Mary that you can just click on and share with Twitter, time-stamped entries and a summary. We put a lot of love and passion into our show notes. I don't know how many podcasts can say that, but we do. And I'm thankful for the team uh, for putting that work to ensure that it's something that uh, I'm proud of. So intro and outro music composed by Cedar and Soil, cedarsoil.com. Please don't forget to support our episode sponsors, Podbean at podbean.com slash podcastjunkies and podcastmovement.com. Use coupon code podcastjunkies. It's going to be July 23rd through the 26th in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Tune in next week for my conversation with Shell Hamilton, another awesome person, awesome human being, met at a podcast conference host of the incredibly popular Meditation Minis. We have a lot of fun on this one. 
As I know I sound like a broken record, but these are just great conversations. And you know that I'm always going out of my way to pick people that I, I get along with that, that will bring a smile to your face as well. And Shell is, uh, definitely falls into that category. If you made it this far, I have a feeling you're hanging out for the retention hashtag. Uh, this week, let's go with uh, DJ Fusion, hashtag DJ F-U-S-I-O-N in honor of uh, Mary. And you can tag her at Fusebox Radio on Twitter, and us at podcast underscore junkies. Don't forget, we have a newsletter. It's at podcastjunkies.com slash eight tools, either spelled out or with the number. And if you're already a member of the newsletter posse, podcastjunkies.com slash iTunes, and uh, leave us a review on what we now affectionately call Apple Podcasts. Have I told you lately how awesome you are? Yeah, I mean it. Thank you for supporting me and the show. It means a lot. I'll talk to you next week.